Flint and Isil Cody. They're going to have a bit of a look at Valery Karpin's first Russian squad, the Russian Premier League and the English Premier League as well. Lots of results to and talking points. In part two, Andrew and Isil are going to stay with us because they'll be joined by Steve Kay of the Transfer Exchange Show, a very good friends of ours. And we have exclusive football transfer news for you folks. Yes, you heard it right. Exclusive football transfer news from people who know the business, not people who are trying to play a bit of a game here and there. Okay, and of course in part three we have the big fat filthy quiz which is going to be a lot of fun. Now before we go on to our call with our guys uh, there has been a lot of uh, news knocking around the world of sports at the moment. Of course Double N is here with me in the studio. Double N, you are well and you're looking mean with that new haircut. Um, yeah, yeah. Good to be back. Okay. <laughs> and you look, listen, why did you decide to chop off all your hair? Uh, well, I, I, made a, I made a decision because I, I want to lose weight, so I thought it would be a little bit addition to my goal. How much weight can you lose by cutting your hair? <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it was a joke. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on from that very fo- quickly, folks. All right, so in the women's 100 metres, the second fastest time in history was run this weekend out in Nike headquarters in Oregon. Elaine, yeah, I was say Elaine. Elaine Thompson Hara of of Jamaica. Um, she ran 10.54. That is just 0.05 of a second slower. And of course, Flojo, who ran that time in 1988. Of course, Flojo's time was um, kind of, well, basically, let's put it this way, Jamaican actually ran faster overall. Okay, so let's go on from that. Okay, Primus Roglic, of course, is Slovenian. He has motored further ahead in the Vuelta de España and he's looking for a tour de France. Vuelta de España double. Okay, so that is good for the young fella from Slovenia. In other motorsports news, Toyota won their fourth straight Le Mans 24 hours motor race. Um, now, listen, Manny Pacquiao, he's a little bit younger than me, but not that, not by that much. He's 42 years of age. He is a record that is now 62, 8 and 2. Of course, he lost his world title. He was beaten comprehensively on points uh, overnight by Cuban, Cuban boxer Jordanis Ugas. Okay, so... Um, I think it's time for the politician from the Philippines to step aside and let some younger people have a bit of a go. Okay, and of course the Paralympics is starting in Tokyo on Tuesday, so we're going to support all our brave boys and girls in that. Okay, very quickly before we go to Andrew Flint and to Isolt, Siska won yesterday 2-0 over Ahmad Grozny, so good for them. Spartak let themselves down yet again and they let down Andrew Flint. They drew 1-1 with Arsenal Tula out in Tula. Zanit, of course, drew 1-1, messed up against Ufa and Bashkortzan yesterday, a terrible match that won. Uh, Dinamo did well. Well, I mean, they beat Oralia Katrinaborg, so then again, the Oral needs to, well, you know, they are who they are. Um, Lokomotiv got a shockingly good win, and a, it, was a, it was a roaring win as well, over Krasnodar 2-1 at home today. Himki drew 1-1 with Rubin Kazan, so Rubin go from heaven to hell in Podmoskovia. As it stands, Dinamo are now straddling, they are standing over Zenith. And uh, they're on 12 points right now, so four wins and a loss. Zenith, of course, uh, with two draws, three wins, they're one point behind. Loco are in third place on 11 points. Rubin are in fourth, so fall back a little bit. Siska moving up into sixth place on nine points. Spartak letting the capital down. They're in eighth place on seven points. And Himke, of course, not doing too bad. Unlucky 13, but they're on four points, so they will not be relegated. Ural will be relegated, that is just a fact. Uh, Andrew Flint, Ural are gone. Yeah, we can just write them off, they're gone, Beaten. I really, really wish I could confidently say you're talking absolute rubbish, but I'm actually concerned you might have just an element of sense in you. They, they just are hopeless. Um, 
one goal in five games. They, there's no cutting edge. They haven't had goals for five years. And even Eric Bixal will be getting sent off stupidly, um, so we'll miss him. Um, it, it's not looking good. Let's okay. just say that. Well, okay. Listen, before we go on, um, very big news. The most news that we kind of the, the, the biggest news this week in Russian football, of course, was Valery Karpin's first Ru- Russian squad. Um, tell us who. Were you surprised, or who should were people surprised that was that were left out? And apart from Guillermo, who else was a surprise that was brought back into the fold? Well, I, I, it depends what what viewpoint you take, whether it's surprising or not. But the biggest news for me is, of course, Artyom Juba, the joint highest goal scorer in modern Russian football history since the breakdown of the Soviet Union. He's been left out. Uh, Alexander Sobolev too. Um, and already the messages are pretty mixed because uh, Karpin has said that Juba is uh, is not playing regularly and very well for his club. He's, he's only missed one game, uh, the, the latest one from starting lineup, uh, and yet he's caught up Anton Zabolotny, who was who was injured. I mean, they're only confident that he'll be fit. So clearly, I think there's still a personal overhang there. Um, quite a lot of Rostov players with Rostov connections. Um, Dmitry Chistyakov, who's a, a so-so bit part player for, for Zanit, who played a long time uh, at Rostov under him. Uh, Maxim Osipienko, who's, again, he's sort of, he's fine. Uh, he's not going to make this the side any better. Um, but five goalkeepers. I mean, five goalkeepers, including <laughs> Guillermo himself. But now, hold on now. Um, they they will, there's three of those keepers, Andrew, who are, you know, they, they have no caps between them. There's a dupe, of course, from Rubin, who I think is actually a good goalkeeper. Yeah. He, he's been overlooked for a long time. No, Maximenko's a good keeper as well for Spartak. Good young fella. He's, 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 he's got perspective. Rostov's Pesikov, okay, he's a good reserve keeper. He's good in the Russian league, but he's, he's not international level whatsoever. Um, now, they will, they will cut down, but one of the ones who I, I, was, I was kind of looking and seeing who was being picked. And of course, yes, okay, Dinamo doing well. They have, there's a lot of lads in making their, their debuts, and I think it's good. Um, you know, the likes of uh, Sam, Samoshnikov from Rubin. You know, I think he's a very good young, talented player. Uh, Zakharyan yeah. from Dinamo, another good player. Makarov, another good player. I think uh, Zakharyan's 20 maybe at the, at the most. He's maybe still only 19. And, um, you know, up front with Smolov, Zabolotny and Tukavin. Mm, okay, it's interesting. Okay, Jamal Tadinov from Loco. He is a very good player. He was the best player, you know, I think he was, he won the award for his life at the moment. Yeah, he's in great form. Why? Why, for example, one player that I've seen play, uh, and he's a, he's a very good player. Um, he scored today against Zenit is uh, Agalarov Gamid from 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 um, or Hamid, sorry, from yeah. uh, from Ufa. I would have thought that he would be well worth it. Uh, he's in the, he's in great form. He's he scored what four goals so well, far. Yeah, I mean, he, he certainly, if, if he's going by current form, and that is what he has said, then you, you'd have to say that Aguilar deserves a call-up. He's in the under-21 squad. And actually, I think it probably is better for him to be in the under-21 squad first. Um, but, uh, I mean, look, if he's not going to call up Juba, the one positive from that, for me, is that at least the three strikers are relatively different. And it's a long time since we've had different types of strikers in the Russian squad. It's always been basically the big lumps up front. Juba as the captain, Sobolyov, uh, Zabolotny possibly. Um, Smolov, much as I know, I know you love Smolov, uh, because he is, of course, the, the highest performing player in big games. But he is, again, he's another very informed player. Yeah. So I, I, think, um, I think it's good that 
Carpin is not being constrained by too much of the old guard. Um, form players is important in okay. international football, and at least he's got half that right. Okay, that is fair enough. Yeah, a small of these in great form as well. Um, okay, very quickly moving on. Um, there's a, an early round of matches next week, of course, in the Russian Premier League. So we're quickly running through them. Spartak is an absolute mess at the moment. Like, I mean, so much going on there at the club. We're not we're not going to go into it now because it is. It, we 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 tried last week, but it is. It just gets worse and worse it's every so single time. week. Yeah, on Thursday evening, half six, they're playing home against Sochi. Um, what should win, lose, or draw for the home side? Oh God! Is it, I, I I think just about they should be winning this one, but then they've been in such an inconsistent form. I, I, I'll just about say Spartak win, but they've got to they've got to improve to do that. Okay. Also on Thursday, a huge one for both Siska and Zenit up in St Petersburg. That is an eight forty five kickoff. Zenit hosting Siska. Mm. Um, Siska are in good form. They are you know doing well at the table. They have got three wins, two losses. They're you know. They, they're, they're, they look like a decent side. I think they're playing good football as well. Um, we lose a draw for, for our Moscow boys. Uh, unfortunately, I think Zanita are going to win this one. Um, new boy Claudinho um, came on against, uh, or started against Ufa. He looks really, really good. Um, and once he hits his stride, he's going to, in fact, Brazilian front three, if you like, behind the strike, is going to be dangerous. So I think Zanita are going to register that one. For me. Okay. Uh, on Friday evening, of course, 6.30, Himke are hosting Nizhinovgorod. So that'll be three points for Himke. So it'll, I, I hope, well, actually, Novgorod are doing okay. They're in seventh place on the table, but I'm hoping Himke beat them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, Dinamo Moscow against Lokomotiv Moscow on Friday evening, 7 o'clock. Um, that has all the hallmarks of a board draw. Yeah, absolutely. I was just, just thinking that. Um, Nikolic has uh, done a brilliant job, I have to say. Um, he's got a real a bit of steel behind him. Dinamo are very good in Moscow derbies at home, though. Um, so I think we'll see goals, but... Um, I don't. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. One one probably, but I think draw is the safest bet. Okay, uh, Isil Cody is patiently there, um, loving life as a Limerick supporter because, of course, Limerick ha- made record made a record score against uh, Cork uh, today in the All Ireland hurling final. The greatest game, greatest sports game in the world, folks. If you want to really, really enjoy something, look up hurling. It is the by far and away the best game in the world. It is just unbelievably good. Um, of course, it's my native game, but. Well, moving on from that. Okay, uh, Eastsult, um Arsenal continues to shame themselves and shame. That's why. That's why he shaved his hair off here. Uh, is because Arsenal are an absolute disgrace to football. Losing two 0 at home, the first time that they've lost both games, and not scored a goal in either one in 118 years of top flight history for the club. Um, Arsenal. I said last week, Arsenal are going to struggle to say in the Premier League. Was I right? Uh, it's not going to get much better because they have Man City next weekend. So. Let's face it, they had three games. We all thought the first game would have been a very simple victory. And I think Arteta is in huge trouble right now. Um, You could forgive a loss to Chelsea because Chelsea have an extremely strong team. But I think when you combine the loss last weekend and the most likely loss against City, who looked incredible uh, this weekend as opposed to last... I think we have the first manager who will probably be in trouble and the bookies are noting he will be the first manager in trouble and unfortunately very tough weekend for him next weekend as well I think yeah okay your Spurs boys beat Mendes Wanderers 1-0 away um, that's a good one for them especially that Harry Kane did come off the bench but we'll speak with him in the second part of the show uh, Man, Man United were not that good against Southampton today drawing 1-1 mm-hmm. I mean 
is, I mean, Solskjaer is getting all applauded for being nice and, of course, he and Klopp are attacking referees. Do they have any reason to attack football referees at the moment? Well, I, I found one of Ole's comments a bit, it kind of, it irked me because I'm also a rugby fan and primarily I'm a big rugby fan and to hear him say we don't want football to become rugby, we're dealing with players who a puff of wind would knock them over, please save me with your oh, we don't want to turn into rugby. Watching the Liverpool-Burnley game, there were players going down, and Burnley boys are not exactly the most gentle. There were players going down where I struggled to see another player even touching them before they made their dramatic dives. So I think Ole is playing the Fergie game of give out loudest and expect it to result in referees treating you better. And let's face it, with their penalty count last season, we think we can see that that has worked. But... It's a bit tiresome, to be honest. Okay, no, that's that fair be. enough. I'm, I'm, I'm with you completely on that. Okay, yes, of course, Liverpool, as you said, beating Burnley two 0 Aston Villa, beating uh, Newcastle two 0 Leeds two two with Everton, uh, Man City, uh, you know, hammering uh, Norwich, and uh, Brighton winning two 0 Now, look, looking at this, Eastold, uh, Man City already look like they're going to be, apart from last week's, uh, you know, mess up. They look like they're going to be the team to beat in the English Premier League this year, or will Chelsea maybe spoil it? I think I think Chelsea looked very good. I think Chelsea looked like a good team unit. We have to also compare, we have to, we have to remember who they're playing against. And while Arsenal are certainly far from their best, you would expect that a derby game like that would bring something more out of them. Uh, Man City were playing Norwich. Um, but they certainly did not look like a team who needed a striker up front. I think Liverpool, we have... Liverpool, we don't want to disregard them yet. I think you could see the difference Virgil van Dijk made at the back. And while they didn't have a great performance against Burnley, they are never really that good against physical teams. I think they play better against a skillful opposition. I think Burnley muscled them off the ball a lot. And I think Liverpool will be very much there or thereabouts. OK, that is fair enough. Now, listen, we've got some questions coming in. So we move on from the East Premier League. Of course, next week, there is a full round of fixtures. Um, well, I start, well, tomorrow, West Ham, of course, play our home against Leicester City. Um, as Liesl mentioned on Saturday at 2.30 Moscow time, Man, uh, they, Man City are at home against Arsenal. Uh, other note one, of course, is Liverpool-Chelsea next Saturday at 7.30. Andrew, quickly asking you, um, that Liverpool-Chelsea game, could that be the title decider or is it to play for a second place? Uh, I think uh, one of them will be in the title race. I think the other won't. Um, I think we're going to see... Um, I think we're going to see a lot of hysteria over Lukaku's return and I think he's going to prove everybody right um, I think Chelsea are going to win this one I don't think he's going to be a title decider though. I think Manchester City and Chelsea are the two strongest depending on how well Sancho and Varane settle in Manchester United of course will be in that equation too but I think Chelsea City are the two to beat OK um, Eastold, uh who are you going for are you going for Liverpool or Chelsea in that one um, I'm going for Chelsea oh Liverpool are at home Oh, I'm going to call that a draw. And I think it won't even be a great game to watch, being perfectly honest. Um, I think the game to watch next weekend will actually probably be West Ham and Palace. Oh, I, I, that's, that's, that is quite decent. Yeah, I, I do think, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's at um, five o'clock Saturday. Five o'clock on Saturday. Okay, and Spurs goes at home in kind of a, Watford derby, uh, a London derby against Watford. That is at four o'clock on Sunday next week, the 29th, of course, is my brother's birthday. Okay, very quickly, we've got some questions coming in, and I'm going to ask you guys... Um, 
Okay, I'm not going to ask the first one because uh, let, Murat has just asked. Um, the Andrew, is for you. Are you surprised, or how surprised were you when Messi joined PSG? Well, it's the only place he was going to go. Um, the mess at Barcelona is just incredible. Okay, and but whoa, 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 whoa! Question was, how surprised were you? Uh, not at all. There you go. That's what. See, that's that's. that's I just we, we, we just want exact answers, <laughs> so I don't have to worry. Okay, uh, Eastlet for you. Okay, uh, this is from Kaki. He said, uh, "Do you think Messi is he going to be successful at PSG? Anywhere he is, he will be successful. Yes. There you go. Okay, there are rumours, of course, that David Beckham wants to take him to Miami FC. Uh, Andrew, would you welcome him joining up with your former uh, pinup boy David <laughs> over in Miami? <laughs> I thought you were going to say pin up Phil Neville. Um, it would be interesting to see how he. I mean, he he would run riot, but how would his teammates react? I think it would be an interesting experiment. Okay, that is fair enough. All right, Eastold, back to you with this one. Uh, PSG are they strongest team in the world? Oh Jesus, Eastold, uh, matching sarongs. Oh my God. Okay, quickly, just answer that question. Are they the strongest team in the world? Players, yes. In terms of performance, no. Okay, that is fairly good. So they are not enhancing their performance by getting new players in. They do by other means. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, oh, Andrew, listen, this is from Mohammed. He says, he asks, will the day come when we'll see Ronaldo? Of course, that is the, not the fat one, the skinny one. Mm-hmm. Messi, Neymar, all playing together at PSG. <laughs> oh, God. I, I tried to think. The fanboys, the the social media engagements, actual football, that might be a point. Um, they were amazing players, so of course it would work. Um, okay. I just, again, I think... Okay, we're almost running out of time. Uh, East Salt, uh, Mbappe, Killian, is he... Where's he going to be? You know, will will, will he be moving out of the, uh, the, the French capital? In a year or two's time, yes. Obviously not moving this year. I don't see him moving at the break in the next... Uh, transfer window so I think we're talking a minimum of year I think he'll want to play with Messi Okay now very very quick take I'm going to ask, start with Double N Double N who do you think is going to win the Champions League? Um, obviously PSG Okay very good obviously uh, Andrew Flint uh, Manchester United of course Okay Are they in the Champions League? Listen, whoever is laughing, and of course we know it's Eastlands, um, your team might not, might not even be in the Europa Conference League. <laughs> so don't be, don't be laughing now. <laughs> but okay, so Manchester United, okay, who's going to win uh, the Champions League, Eastlands? Um, I'm actually <laughs> going to say, weirdly, I think Chelsea will do it for a second year in a row. Do you know what? I, I think Derek would be very happy with that. Okay, uh, listen, you guys are going to stay on with us. I'm going to like hang up on you and then call you back because we're going to go uh, to London to Steve K. Shorty from the Transfer Exchange Show. But we're going to go out to the break right now. We're going to move away from the Orals way, move away from Dublin 15 and move away here from Moscow even at the moment because this is another level. Okay, the song is another level. Oh, the larceny. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, the larceny. This is very applicable for us. You're going to enjoy this one, okay? So just, I'll leave you with this. American athletes are clean because they wash three times a day. Back after the break with Steve K. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
лучшее завершение уикенда на Capital. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Welcome back, folks. I hope you enjoy that new song. That, of course, you know, always we break songs here on Capital Sports and they're going to come hits. Um, a lot of artists should be thanking us and should be sending us message because we have the most diverse, the most brilliant, brilliant uh, audience going. That's, of course, all of you from New York City to, well, to Kuzminki, to wherever it is you are listening in. Uh, we love you all and thank you very, very much for listening to us. Okay, of course, folks, this segment, of course, we are delighted to bring you in association or in partnership with Match Business Consulting, the one-stop shop for all your sports events and management needs. Now, of course, it is the silly season in many ways in sports, in football. Even though there is action on the field, everyone wants to talk about what's going on off the field. And what goes on off the field? Well, an awful lot more than actually goes on on the field. Uh, and, of course, the biggest thing at the moment, because the transfer window is open, is transfers. Now, I mentioned uh, this whole thing about uh, the 2023 possible transfer of um, Lionel Messi, you know, when he'd be, what, 36 years of age, going across to play with Miami FC, of course, owned by David Beckham. Uh, there's an awful lot, there's an awful lot going on at the moment, and we are delighted to have on with us a very good friend of the show, someone uh, who has been brilliant with us, who's given us a lot of information, who's broken a lot of stories here with us, and who has helped us actually break stories as well outside for a wider audience. Steve Kay from the Transfer Exchange Show, you're very welcome back onto Capital Sports. How are you doing, Alan? Um, it's great to be back. Uh, ple- pleasure to be here. Now, listen, I know you've, you've, you've opened yourself up uh, in the best possible sense to an awful lot of punishment by joining us for the Big Fat Filthy Quiz in the next segment. <laughs> but we will be as gentle as possible. We'll be very gentle with you. Don't worry about that. Um, right. Now, one thing I want to ask you, uh, the former Irish international, now the English international, a very good player at that, 22-year-old Declan Rice, he's supposedly a bit annoyed because West Ham have said that he cannot go for less than £100 million. Is that that true or is that just paper talk? That's that's very true. Um, We've got a very very good friend of ours who, who feeds us a lot of West Ham um, transfer information. He's, you know, I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning his name. His, his name's Roshan Thomas. He's uh, a friend of ours from from the Athletic, uh, and we we asked him, and, and he kept the exact same question. And yeah, he he is, he is furious. Um, he unfortunately, <laughs> you know, from from your point of view, Alan, I know, but <laughs> you know, he he does he, he does want to leave, um, but. Giving him that hundred billion pound uh, price tag, they're literally saying, you know, you're not, you're not going nowhere. You, you know, you're staying. Um, listen, there's been so many conversations about players. Now, I remember when you know, working as a, as a manager, and our lawyer always put in an out clause, an escape clause for escape clauses for players, and usually kind of a minimum transfer fee for a local club, like a domestic club, or for a foreign club. Um, why are agents not enforcing that, or are clubs just too smart, or are agents too dumb? I, I just I think I think it's I think it's a bit of both. 
Um, I think um, I think agents and I think both 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 parties. What you mentioned there, I think they're both looking after themselves more than more than what they're looking after the player. Um, they're, they're more interested in in getting their little bit out of it. And you know, like in any in any sort of job, um, it's okay uh, when when you're you know when when you're playing there and you're playing well, but you know when when you want to leave or they want to kick you out, um, you know they they'll do so and and they'll put anything on pieces of paper that you know that that will put you know put put their put their you know put their hand ahead of of the others. Okay. Um quick few questions uh, before I know the guys on, on the line they also have a few questions but I want to ask you just a couple of quick ones uh, Bernardo Silva the Portuguese player of course plays for Man City um, is he going to Italy? No no Bernard, Bernardo Silva is, is, is not going to Italy uh, Bernardo Silva is, is, uh, wants to go to Spain uh, the favourites um, that, that, that want to sign him is, is uh, Atletico Madrid um, they've actually already had talks with Bernardo Silva. Um, Bernardo Silva has come out quite publicly and, and vocally and said that he wants to go and play in Spain. And Italy is not not just where where he wants to be. His family is in is, is in Spain, um, and and that's where he wants to play his football. He's not he's not an Italian type footballer, and, and you know he he would get he would get lost out there. But no, Bernardo Silva. Wants to leave Manchester City, that is true. He was offered to Spurs as, as part of the, an Harry Kane deal. He totally refused that and said, I don't want to go to Spurs. I want to play in Spain. That's where Manchester City are trying to find a club for him. OK, because nobody wants to go to Spurs. Everyone wants to leave. Um, <laughs> is Harry Kane, is he right doing what he's doing? That was a question that we got in from uh, Morat. <clears throat> absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Harry Kane... We all know since, since he was like um, 15, 16 years old, he, he's, he's give everything for, you know, he's give his all for Spurs. And but let, let, let's face it, whether you like him or whether you hate him, he is a well-cast player. And when he's out there on the pitch, um, he, he gives his all for Tottenham Hotspur. And he's stayed there with them for a long while now. And, and you know, he has the right to leave. And this general agreement was put in place uh, last, last um, summer. And this is this is the problem that's going on at the moment. But Daniel Levy, uh, he's sticking to his guns. He's uh, he's, he's he's not letting it, he's not letting him go unless he gets a really big price tag. Well, that's fair enough. We see Jack Grealish moving uh, for a hundred million um, from Aston Villa. So, and I mean, okay, he has age on his side, but you know, I think Kane is a guaranteed twenty twenty five goal se- season man. Of course, another yeah. Irishman. I've mentioned like you know Grealish is Irish. We've mentioned Rice is Irish, and of course Harry Kane, his dad is from Ireland. Um, just like just like our own Kieran, and uh, I know Kieran would be with us tonight, Kieran Stewart from the Transfer yeah. Exchange Show. But unfortunately, there's a little bit of family issue there. This fellow's not feeling well, so we send our best wishes here all the way from Moscow across uh, to Kieran. <laughs> for that I know you'll pass it on to us in any case I'll pass it on to thanks a million listen Steve uh, Easel let's stick let's stick on that Spurs team because I heard you literally drop the phone um, when Steve supported Harry Kane's right to act the gum Um, so what do you reckon what what do you have to say to Steve about that well I suppose I I understand the point and as a Spurs fan I can't but agree that he has given his all to the club but when he was giving his all he also, with his intrepid advisor, Charlie, decided to sign up to a legally binding contract. And I, 
I just dislike intently the start of the season, how rather than focusing on the games, we were focusing on his behaviour. And I think today, perhaps, we saw how much the Spurs fans still adore Harry Kane when the chants started in the match. And they, the Wolves fans chant one thing and then the Spurs fans chant for, in support for Harry back. And I just think, yes, he was badly advised in what he signed up to, but a gentleman's agreement suggesting that that gets you out of a multi-million pound contract is just how idiotic do you have to be? And obviously employing your brother as your agent says it all. Yeah, it just sounds a bit like only fools and horses, all right. Um, okay, uh, give us a bit of good news, something that no one here in Russia knows about right now, Steve. Um, what, what don't you know in Russia? Well, well Liverpool, um, Jurgen Klopp's come up with these... Uh, annual quotes of every transfer window of I haven't got no money and then all of a sudden just the week before the window ends uh, they sign three players and a player that looks very close to signing for Liverpool that we was told this morning is um, Belgium's uh, Jeremy Doku he had talks with with Liverpool uh, last summer he nearly signed for them they they were very close both Doku and Klopp have been very vocal in the last few months and even more so in the last few days. And Jeremy Docko, you definitely expect a bid from Liverpool um, to sign Jeremy Docko in the next in the next uh, few days. Um, keep an eye out, a big eye out, Kylian Mbappe, a big eye out. We've been, we've been told from from, from sources in, in Madrid um, that this could happen this summer. The reason why that is. His contract runs out next summer. Do they get? Do they keep him, or does it and sell him, or do they let him go for free? If they sell him this summer, the price tag on him is 144 million. Angelotti was asked about him today. He was very coil, and he literally said, "I'm not too sure if it's going to happen yet." Listen, so that's 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 we we had a question. Mohammed asked us, uh, like, is is he going to stay? And our, our guys, like, well, well um, Easton Andrew, were thinking, yeah, that he'll stay off for another season. But so he, this could be a big move, Steve. You reckon? <clears throat> it could be, especially after you know Carlo Angelotti's comments today, when asked in a press conference that he, he was he didn't say that he wasn't going to sign. He was very coil on it, and he, all he said was, in other words, I'm not sure it may do. And when you look at it. It's got its pluses and then it's got its minuses. Does he does he spend a year uh, and play with Lionel Messi? It's not many players who get that chance. On the other side of the coin, will Real Madrid want him next year? Um, but PSG won't get that cash. That is so true. that that that. <laughs> I mean, Lionel Messi. Do do you do you just say, well, I'll go for nothing and. I'll have that year to play with Lionel Messi. He's got, he's got, listen, if, if he does go next year, he's going to get a massive bung, uh, or bunt, I should say, by signing, you know, a huge signing bonus if he goes next year. So it, it's, it's almost immaterial in that sense. Um, listen, I know Andrew Flint is there in the line as well. Andrew, do you have a, you have a question for, for Steve? Yeah, um, Steve, I was, I was going to ask you, you mentioned about the Declan Rice um, situation, the £100 million price tag. 
Mm. I've heard so many people scream Blue Murder. West Ham are absolutely crazy to set that sort of a price tag. But my question for you is, you mentioned that West Ham basically want to price him out of a move away. But do you think there's actually a genuine reason why they put such, and not just West Ham on Declan Rice, but why clubs put such high price tags on players? Mm. Well, I think it's because people pay it. I mean, you, you, you've seen recently, you, you know, the, the Jack Grealish, you know, 100 million. Um, mm. you know, people, people are paying these prices for, for players. I mean, we all thought when COVID was going to happen that, it, that clubs wasn't going to be able to pay transfer, you know, high prices for, for big players. But that's, that's totally wrong. It's, it's totally gone the opposite way. And the big club seems to be still paying out the big money. So if you're going to get a big club such for instance Chelsea... Who are going to come in for your player? Mm. They're going to put a big, big price on him. Declan Rice, if on the other hand, if he wants to leave, that's not good for him because West Ham are just saying you don't go. But one thing I do know about West Ham, they don't need to sell. You know, uh. they don't need the money, so you know they can put a hundred I mean, million pound price. Steve, leave. do you? Steve, do you think most people in the general public misunderstand what a player's value actually means? Not as in how good do we think he is, but how much he's worth to the club. Do you think a lot of people misunderstand that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do because you know, no, no, you know, West Ham are a great club. I mean, I'm just living around the corner. I'm, you know, ten minutes away from from the stadium. But certain players mean more to to certain clubs, and West Ham, yeah. you know, they're not. You know, they ain't got millions of pounds. They, they don't often get a star player. So when they do, why not take advantage of it? Why not get a hundred million for him? Because they may not get the chance to get... Sorry, Steve, we just lost you for a second. Steve, you dropped yeah. there for a moment. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, they might not get, get to make that money again. Listen, a couple of quick questions, Steve, before we go away. I know Isil will want to ask you one before we go out as well. Um, one one question in this from Mohammed: uh, Where do you reckon? Where do you reckon Ronaldo is going to go if he leaves Juve? Well, <laughs> Christian Ronaldo, on, he, he was on the bench today um, for, for Juventus, and apparently he would have played today. Uh, if if he was was fully fit, he he was he was offered to to City. He's been offered to Manchester United. They've both turned him down. So maybe you know people ain't don't want Christian Ronaldo anymore. I I can see Ronaldo possibly going off to the States and and ending his career there um, because it you know it seems that he's getting offered, but the big clubs are not. Are not taking him, so Juventus may have been his last big move. Steve, one, we've got one for you. Andrew has. Um, I'm going to leave the last word then to, to Eastold on this sec- segment. Um, Andrew has some breaking news out of Russia. Uh, a potential, well, actually, a guy who's going to sign in the next 24 hours. So, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. This uh, young French midfielder, Alexis Becker, Becker, who played in the Olympics for the, for the French Olympic side, he's going to join Lokomotiv Moscow for seven million pounds. Uh, Russian football news broke this about about two weeks ago. Um, they got some inside info on it, and he was at the stadium today. So, uh, possible pr- replacement for Grigor Kachoviak could be okay. interesting. Okay, and uh, good old Grigor, he got a great kick in today. Isolt, um, you've last quick question before we go out to the break. 
Okay, so my question is going to be quite simple um, because I always love watching a plucky underdog. Who have you seen that has perhaps come up in this window from any of the lower leagues that we should be looking out for? Or is there any player who I suppose is joining the Premier League that we may not be aware of and should be keeping an eye out for this season? Oh, I think. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to go to my club. I'm going to go for... Um, Semi Lukonga from from who, who was bought for for a miserly fifteen million from from Anderlecht. Uh, played today against Chelsea. Didn't look out of place. Just nineteen years old. This this kid is is going to be something special in the future. Seems to have a bit of everything. He's strong on the ball. He's got that quality. Uh, he's a, he's able to hold off players. He, he's got that eye to play balls through for a goal. And again, against Chelsea today in their midfield of. People like Jorginho and Kovacic uh, and Alonso and uh, Asmaqueta, uh, very experienced. He, he didn't look out of place, and I was very impressed with him. Um, so he he could be at 15 million from Anderlecht, someone that could really, um, you know, I'd, I would advise people to keep an eye on. Okay, listen, Steve. Thank you very much. So, super question to end off this segment with. Uh, Steve is going to stay with us, of course, and you can check out all the the real breaking news from the most inside the best sources on the Transfer Exchange show. They're on YouTube. They're on Instagram. Follow them, folks. Click on them and get the real information, not from fakes who want to try and make themselves sound important, including one Italian. Well. Let's just leave it there. Okay, folks, we're going to to the break right now because, of course, that segment was brought to you in association with our partners at Match Business Consulting, Russia's number one sports business consultancy. We are going to go out with something that sports is life. Sports is great. And this is the life with Amy MacDonald back after the break with the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
stars, where you gonna go, where you gonna go, where you gonna sleep tonight? And you're singing the song, singing this is a life, and you wake up in the morning and your head feels just the stars, where you gonna go, where you gonna go, where you gonna sleep tonight? And you're singing the song, singing this is a life, and you wake up in the morning and your head feels just the stars, where you gonna go? Завершение уикенда на Кэпитал. Join us on a journey from the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Я Константин Хабенский, и я выбираю Иви, потому что Иви выбирает кино. Легкий поиск и продвинутая система рекомендаций Иви быстро и точно подберут фильм, который вам точно понравится. Иви, скорее, к истории. Реклама 18 плюс. Okay, folks, welcome back after that lovely interlude. We sort of ventured off to Scotland with that one with A. McDonald's, so we had a bit of fun. And, of course, we're going to see out the show tonight with something that uh, isn't four minutes long, it's only three minutes long, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, so uh, I'm going to give a call out to everyone right now uh, who is on our quiz call. Uh, Double N is here with me. Double N, you're still okay? You, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yep. you were panicking a little bit for a while, weren't you? Yeah, just a little bit. Okay, that's okay, <laughs> we're still here. Ethel Cody, you're there still with us? Yeah, Eastland, okay. I hear Eastland on the line. She's okay. Andrew Flint, you're okay with us? I certainly am. Okay. Uh, Alex B, I don't think has turned up. So, um, I don't think so. No, he's not there. Um, Steve K, you're still with us? Yeah, I'm still Alan. All right. Looking forward to embarrassing myself. <laughs> Listen, you cannot embarrass yourself on this show or this <laughs> quiz. Trust me. We're below embarrassment on this. Trust me on that. And Peter P, talking of embarrassment, you're still there with us. Hey, hey, you, you still haven't gone over the fact that I, I, that I named the, the Irish guy. I named him wrong. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed for you with that, like, you know. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're going to go straight on to the quiz. Uh, <clears throat> three rounds. There are, like, kind of, the, the first one's going to be a bit difficult, but it'll be okay, right? Um, the first one is going to be the UEFA Conference League, okay? So uh, you have to give me the name of the team. Okay, I'll give you the, sort of the, the first part of the team. You, well, it's probably a city that you'll have to name, uh, okay? And then if you give me the country, I'll give you an extra five points, okay? So first one, of course, is to double N. Double N, Velez. 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 I think it's somewhere from Europe. Yeah, but come on, of oh. course it's Europe. Is he away from Conference League? <laughs> right. Jesus, we're doing a PLP on this one. Okay, quick, country. All right, uh, Portugal. No. Uh, no, okay, oh, city. Right. City, not country. Ah, uh, city, okay. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, yeah, the, the name of the team, Velish what? Velish what? Um, okay, I said Portugal, so... I don't know, Lisbon, I don't know. Maybe no, it's small. not Portugal. How could... If I said it's not Portugal, it can't be Lisbon. Lisbon's... Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just... 
I decided to stick with that. <laughs> no, it's Velish Mostar from Bosnia and Herzegovina. All right. Uh, okay, Isil for you. Schachter. Schachter. Schachter Donetsk. Sorry, I was muted and I'm there. Schachter Donetsk? Yeah. You're very confident with that, Isil. Really confident. I'm no longer confident. <laughs> oh, there's probably Schachter somewhere. Who knows? Schachters are a common team. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're shaming ourselves on Russian radio. Right, do you know what Shakhtar means? I'm sure it means something like United or Team mm, of. No, it, it means minor, minor. A shaft is a, is a shaft. Okay, great. Minor. So it's actually Karagandi, Karagandi, okay? So it's not done yet. So can you give me a guess for the country? Go on, give me a hint and I'll work towards It's in Europe. <laughs> 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 that doesn't necessarily help me. I was about to say Azerbaijan or Kazakhstan. Or, um, Come on. Uh, I'll, go with, I'll go with Kazakhstan or I'll go with Kurdistan. Is Kurdistan in Europe? <laughs> Kurdistan is not a country. <laughs> I, whatever. I'll go with Kazakhstan. Do you know what? Yeah, I have a great geography. If they're not in Eurovision, I can't be sure they're even there. Sure, Britain is next door to us and it's not in Europe anymore. So let's not start there. Oh, here. And you've got, oh, okay, right. It's Kazakhstan, all right? Kazakhstan. You're getting what? five, well done, five points. Kazakhstan. Right, next up, Andrew Flint. Anorthosis, anorthosis. It sounds like something you'd have wrong uh, with your oh, breath. Uh, Famagusta. Very, well right? Very well done. Ten points for you, of course. It does sound like a disease you'd have if you didn't brush your teeth properly. But anyway, um, there's, there's, there's us losing our entire Cypriot audience. Uh, all right, Steve, for you. CSKA. Be careful with this one. CSKA. Uh, Sophia. Oh, well done, well done. Country? Yes, they're in a country, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can kindly tell me what the country is, I'll give you five points or, or give you none. <laughs> Go on. Uh, it's, it's one of the ones that you wouldn't know when you say it. Uh, <laughs> That that's usually Austria, Austria. No, no, it's no. I was going to say it's, it, I was going to answer. Say yeah, you're actually right. No, it's Bulgaria, Bulgaria. Siska, Sofia. No, the got that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Steve. <laughs> All right, Peter P. <laughs> oh, Peter, I'm so sorry with this. Bola, 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 F O L A. Well, you know, you know what time is it? It's time to show everybody on how it's really done. The champ, the champ is going to show it's done. Go on. So I'm going to go with uh, uh, <laughs> Czech Republic. No, it's not Czech Republic. What's the what's the city name? It's in Luxembourg. What's the city name? Uh. Uh, well, just so you know, geography is not my strong suit, so I'm going to just go with... Uh, <laughs> uh, can I get at least a, a, a letter? E. It begins with E. There's only four letters in this uh, city or town's name. It begins with E. There used to be a guy called uh, Butterbean. He was a boxer. And that was his name was Eric this name. It begins with E. Why am I thinking these weird connection things what? in my brain? 
I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's you're you're, tr- you're trying to like make it easier for me, but you're just yeah. throwing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't don't get into right. the inner workings of Alan's brain. It yeah. It's it's it's, it's scary. Okay, all right. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna give you the answer. It's Esh Esh. Okay, Fola Esh. Okay, uh, all right. So and the lead is Andrew. Yeah, Fola Esh and looks work. Okay, in ten points, Andrew five for uh, Eastold and Steve and double N and Peter are double. Zero. Okay, so missing word. Okay, five points for correct and ten points for a funny one. Uh, okay, double N, this is for you. Shikari, that's of course Richardson, what as Fraser Price shines? Um, Shikari? Uh, yeah. Um, can you repeat that one again? Shikari, what as Fraser Price shines? This course in uh, Eugene in Oregon. Uh, I have no answer for that well, you can just guess something <laughs> for it. God, it's is the easy one for points. Come on. Um, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> Eastwood. No, no Eastwood. <laughs> okay, I give up. Okay, give I up, give up. did say Oregon. So yeah. kind of gives up. I give you just one point for gives up. Um, it is shocked. It's not stoned. Not stoned. Um, but she was high up at the moment, at that time. Okay, Eastwood, for you. Something incredibly important to Man City in win over Norwich. Something incredibly important to Man City in win over Norwich. Um, whew, I'm going to say shoelace colorings. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give. I, 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 I give you. I give you. I give you four, four points for. It. I, I, you're breaking, but okay, okay. It's actually Jesus or Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> there you go okay Andrew for you okay I wouldn't what this is Simone Biles a statement yesterday released I wouldn't what um, I wouldn't Christ alive no not Christ alive go on Come on. <laughs> you have to say something. Okay, okay. I I wouldn't um uh I, I wouldn't bet on me coming back next Olympics. Well, I'll give you three points for it. I'll give you three points for that. It is I wouldn't change anything for the world. There you go. Okay, wouldn't change anything for the world. Okay. Um okay, Steve. Liverpool teenager yeah. is what? Says Klopp. Liverpool teenager is what? Oh. <laughs> uh, quality. Yeah, I'm going to give. You, I'm going to give you. I'll give you five points for that one. Is a sensational talented. A sensational talent. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, here is Peter P's one. Okay, Peter P. Spartak Moscow owner refutes claims that what? Spartak is his leaning for doing. Spartak Moscow owner refutes claims that what? Uh, they're a second-rate team, second to, <laughs> second to CSK Moscow. That is, <laughs> I'm giving you ten points for that one. I like that one. All right, <laughs> it is that they that he wants to sell. All right, but you, well done, Peter. Well done. Okay, there's always politics. Now, of course, we know that the Paralympics are starting on Tuesday, so this is the last one, multiple choice one. Uh, it is worth twenty points today. Okay, twenty points today. So this is all on the line because right now Dublin has won. He can still win. Uh, <laughs> It's going to be a long shot, but he can still win. Isol Cody's on nine points. Andrew's on 13. Steve is on 10. And Peter is on 10. Okay? This would be the great...
greatest comfort behind victory <laughs> if you do pull this off the blue, I swear to God. But no, in our, our lineup, it could happen. Right, here we go. Double N. Okay, so Paralympics course starting on Tuesday. Or, yeah, on Tuesday. Uh, the first Paralympic Games officially under the IOC banner were held in 1960, 1964, or 1968? 60, 64, or 68? Uh, I'll go with 60. Are you sure? Um, not so sure, but yeah. Let's, well let's done. Yeah. 20 <laughs> points for you. Well done, well done, well done. Okay, so you are now on 21 points. Okay, folks. This is like Eurovision because the total to reach is 21. Okay, so you have to... Isol, you can do this... Believe in yourself, okay? Um, reach your inner Limerick person, okay? There you go. Uh, <clears throat> in 1984, the Olympics took place in which city, or I should say area? Was it New York, Los Angeles, or Chicago? I'm going to go with Los Angeles and steal this like my inner Limerick person would do. It probably stabbed the person you see it from as well. But anyway, um, enough of Stab City. It's actually New York. No. New York. No. New I'm York. <laughs> New York. So it would actually took place in New York in 1984. Not, not as we would expect in uh, LA, where of course the, the main Olympics took place. Okay, or the Olympics took place. Okay. In uh, here we go. So Andrew, this is for you. Okay. In 2012, at the London Olympics, which are held in London, the Paralympics, uh, which country finished top of the medal table? Medal table, China, Russia, or the U.S. of A. China, Russia, or the U.S. of A. Uh, oh, I'm gonna say USA. You should have said China. You should have said China. This is this is actually shaping up. No, no, Double N is now already. He's got a bronze medal. <laughs> He's guaranteed a bronze medal. He's guaranteed a bronze medal. Okay. So, uh, okay. Uh, okay, Steve, over to you. Uh, all right. So, China have finished top of the medals table in how many of the last four Paralympics? Two, three, or four? Two, three, or four? I'm going to go for two. So you're going to go for two. You're sticking with that? Yeah? Yeah. All right. You should have gone for four because they finished top in the last four games. <laughs> so you finished on ten. You were guaranteed silver, double N. Silver, you? yeah, I'll take that. So, listen, Steve, you have... No, Steve, you have dropped back now. You are getting a, you're getting a four-place finish. So, well done. That's, that's, a, that's a solid <laughs> mid-table. That's a solid mid-table. West Ham, will be ha- yeah. I'd be happy as West Ham. Now, Peter, you can win this whole thing, okay? Or you can get... You can finish level in fourth place. Actually, no, you finish level in... Yeah, third place. All right, okay, get a bronze medal. Join bronze medal. Okay, here we go. All right, so here we go. Who has the most Paralympic medals in their career? Is it Beatrice Haas, Sarah Story, or Trish uh, Dorn? Zorn, excuse me. Trish, Trisha Zorn. I'm going to go with... This, one's, this one is for the win, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Trisha. You are correct. You got it. Well done. She won 51 uh, golds, 10 silver and 6 bronze between 1980 and 2004. Congratulations, Peter. You have taken the title back. Okay, you are in first place. In second, double N comes in for silver. In uh, Well, I'm sorry, Andrew takes bronze. Steve takes a fourth place. And Isolt, after having a strong start, finishes 
the runt of the litter. I'm sorry, Isolde. Isolde's gone already. Isolde's gone. She's I'm, gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being very angry and like skewing on this till next week. Okay, right. Come back next week and win next week. Listen, thank you very much, Peter P. Thank you very, very much, Andrew Flynn. Thank you very much, Isolde Cody. Steve, thank you for hanging on and being a great sport. Cheers, mate. Been a pleasure. Okay, and of course, Double N, thank you as well. Folks, Double N, you enjoyed it? Yeah, it was fun. You did brilliant, okay? You just Peter P nipping at the end. There you go. Okay. Okay, folks, we are back, of course, next week. We have kind of we're coming to the end of the transfer window, so there's an awful going to be on next week's show. Of course, we have talked with the Vuelta España as well. So we're going to go out tonight. We've had a superb show. Thank you much, very, very much for listening to us. All of you around the world, around Moscow. I hope you have a lovely week ahead. Um, this woman turned, I think she turned 82 or something this week. Well, no, I'm joking, of course. I think she was 63. Madonna, okay? This is in a duet with uh, Justin Timberlake. This is four minutes. So, until next week, I'm Alan Moore for Capital Sports. I'm also with Capital FM saying have a superb week. Take care of yourselves and each other. Back with you next Sunday, same time. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. You